0: Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.
1: The best kind of fairy tales are always sexy, totally dirty, and completely untamed. New York Times best-selling author Erica Wilde has an all-new Scorching Hot standalone out now and free with your Kindle Unlimited subscription. This alpha hero wants one thing, and it's Arabella Cole's Total Surrender. You guys, this dirty-talking alpha will have you begging for more. I can't wait for you to read Total Surrender. Here's a little taste. Last night, I thought I was dealing with a sweet, compliant female, but today this impertinent mouth of yours is pushing all my fucking buttons, he murmured, shaking his head as he slowly rounded the counter toward her each step ratcheting up her rapidly beating pulse, especially when she caught sight of the solid, immense column of flesh outlining the front of his jeans. Clearly, the buttons she was pushing were purely sexual ones. When he stood next to Arabella, he grabbed her chin between his fingers and tipped her head back, so she was forced to look into his blazing eyes. "'I seriously think your mouth is begging to be taught what happens when you push and provoke a man who has no issue disciplining insubordination,' he said." "'sliding his thumb up a few inches "'and pushing it between her parted lips "'until it invaded her mouth "'and rubbed erotically against her tongue. "'I've already warned you once this morning, "'and what you don't seem to understand "'is that my dick would be more than happy "'to provide that lesson, Bella.' "'She made a soft, inarticulate sound "'in the back of her throat, "'and the beat of her heart skyrocketed in her chest.' But it was the ache between her legs that had her instinctively, seductively, closing her lips around his thumb and grazing her teeth against the pad of his finger. Fuck, he groaned, his jaw clenching tight with carnal hunger as he withdrew his finger from her damp mouth and buried his fist tight in her hair instead. Get on your knees, Bella, right here, right now, and part those pretty lips for me. Will Bella submit? (laughs) Find out in this super steamy retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Total Surrender by Erica Wilde is out now and free in Kindle Unlimited. Go get it! Hey lady listeners, it's me Tessa Bailey. It's We're having a special episode today. We are going to listen to the first chapter of the audiobook for Fix Her Up, which is my new release. It's not part of the podcast story you're listening to this week. We're going to play the rest of that for you on Friday, the final three chapters. This is completely separate and it's just a little taste of uh, a Fix Her Up, which is a best friend's little sister, fake dating romantic comedy that I'm in love with and that, I just worked really hard on and I love the series and the characters that I got to create. So I'm really ex- excited to share it with you. And I'll put the, if you w- decide you want more of the audio book, I will put the link below in the episode description. Um, but in the meantime, I hope you enjoy. Bye. Talk to you on the other side.
0: Chapter one. No freaking way. Georgette Castle tucked the stolen key into her pocket, wincing at the creak as she opened the apartment door. Empty beer cans skittered along the floor the farther she pushed, the stale stench of unwashed dude reaching out and throttling her. Her older brother had tried to warn her. Had she listened? No. Did she ever listen? Also, a definitive no. This time, though, Georgie had been positive Stephen was mistaken, it didn't seem possible that the town's baseball phenomenon could fall so far so fast. Just under two years ago, she'd watched Travis Ford hit a World Series Grand Slam on live television, along with everyone in town gathered beneath the new flat screen television at Grumpy Tom's. There had never been a doubt Travis would go professional after his sterling college career at Northwestern. No one saw the injury coming, especially Travis. After a year of physical therapy and being passed between teams like a hot potato, Travis had come home to Port Jefferson. Georgie could still see the heartbreak in his eyes during the sparsely attended press conference announcing his retirement at age 28. Sure, he'd been smiling, joking about the chance to improve his golf game. But Georgie had been in love with Travis Ford since she hit puberty and knew his tells. Every expression on his face was categorized in her memory. His name scrawled on every other page in her diary, never to be discovered beneath the floorboards of her bedroom. Five decades from now, when she looked back on her youth, she would remember Travis standing at home plate on the high school baseball field, lifting his batting helmet to adjust it, allowing just a glimpse of dark auburn hair to catch the wind, before covering it back up. Heroic, gorgeous, bursting with character, and cocky as sin. Travis Ford before. What would the after look like? Hello, Georgie called into the dark dwelling. Anyone home? She kicked aside a plastic bag full of takeout containers and closed the door behind her, advancing into the apartment. Stephen had definitely been here to see his childhood friend. The untouched health shakes and UV sun lamp made that obvious. He'd at least tried to reach Travis. So had members of the church, old baseball coaches, and autograph seekers. Instead of being coaxed back out into the light, though, he continued to wallow. Georgie had a better plan. Hey, dickhead! Now in the living room, she stooped down and picked up a melted pint of ice cream, her lip curling in a smile. Perfect ammunition. See, Georgie might have reached the ripe old age of 23 in Travis's absence, but she would always be the pesky little sister. That wasn't a label she'd given herself, but she'd heard it upward of a thousand times growing up, and it refused to die. What was a girl to do besides give in and embrace it? Sympathy hadn't worked with Travis. Now she'd try her own method of breaking through to him. A floorboard groaned beneath her foot as she stepped into the bedroom, finding Travis face down and naked on top of the covers, that signature deep auburn hair and a wreck around his head. She almost lost her nerve then, lowering the pint of soupy vanilla ice cream to her thigh. Ridiculous that her heart should kick into a gallop and the moisture in her mouth dry right up. It was just a butt. You could go on the internet and see butts by the buttload. While she was thinking about it, God bless the internet, what an invention. Still, throw in Travis's considerable height and naturally athletic frame, complete with ripped muscles and dark manly hair. Well, maybe his butt excelled over other butts. Every human in town with a preference for men concurred. Travis Ford was extraordinary. Just not today, and not for the last month since his premature homecoming. Georgie lifted the pint of ice cream, and took a moment to contemplate the task in front of her. This wouldn't be easy. Deep down in her bones, she wanted to throw her arms around Travis and tell him everything would be all right. He might not get another chance to be a star on the baseball field, but he would never stop being a hero. The man who left this town and achieved dreams most men let go of as children. Unfortunately, he'd never stop being the man whose face she'd pictured while Frenching her pillow in middle school either. As a grown woman now, she pictured him during far less innocent endeavors, which usually required a charged device and 20 minutes alone. But she digressed. Her infatuation with Travis was impossible to miss. Even her siblings were aware of it. But they wrote it off as their pesky little sister's silly crush. So be it. She'd be the best damn pest on this side of Long Island. An effective one, too. Hopefully. Hey, Georgie reared back and threw the full container of melted dessert at Travis's naked back, watching in fascination as it spread into a Rorschach painting on his shoulders, and hair, and headboard. It was almost beautiful. Get up! Travis must have gone to bed wasted, because it took a full five seconds for him to register the liquid mess seeping down his skin and onto the bedsheets. His head came up, right wrist swiping at the ice cream on his forehead. What the fuck? His gruff tone made Georgie think of teeth marks and massage oil. Seriously, God bless the internet. But she ignored the reaction. I said, get up, you're disgusting. She bent down and picked up a pair of stiff boxers, dangling them at the very tip of her index finger. Only two outcomes are possible here. Your face is eaten by rats, or this place gets condemned by the fire marshal. Georgie? Face down again, Travis turned a little to confirm her identity. There it was, an expression she'd had thrown at her since birth, the perfect combination of irritation and dismissiveness. It screamed, go away, you are irrelevant, without making a sound. Georgie hated that expression, but somewhere along the line had been given no choice but to lean into it. If you can't beat them, join them, right? I'm surprised you recognized another human being through your own self-pity. Georgie sighed and sat on the edge of the bed, taking the opportunity to memorize his concrete slab buttocks. I saw a container of lo mein on the way in here. Figure I'll throw that next. It'll pair nicely with vanilla. Probably. I'm not a chef. Get out, Georgie. What the fuck? I'm not even wearing clothes. I've seen naked men, tons of them. On the internet, God bless it. You used to be a 9.5, but you're slowly bottoming, ha, into a seven. Really, because I can feel you staring at my ass. Oops, I thought that was your face. Cool, good one, five minutes around this man and you're ten years old again. Travis's snort sent Georgie back out into the living room. she towed open a bag of Chinese food, confirming the lack of vermin, before extricating the Lomain, One step into the room and she let it fly, noodles and rotten chicken raining down on her brother's oldest friend. Might need a pinch of salt to bring it all together. I can't believe you did that, Travis roared, sitting up and throwing his legs over the side of the bed. Anger radiated from every inch of his baseball player body, veins protruding from the sides of his neck, his cut biceps. She'd never seen him with a beard before. But the uneven state of it told Georgie the facial hair was definitely the product of laziness instead of a style change. Go, he shouted, dropping his head into his hands. Don't make me throw you out. She refused to acknowledge the sharp pain in her chest. I'm not going anywhere. I'll call your brother. Do it. Travis surged to his feet, turning a storm of rage in her direction. The noodles in his hair would have been comical in any other instance but this one. Clearly remembering his naked status, he whipped a t-shirt off a nearby chair and held it over his lap. What do you want? Now that was a loaded question that could be answered in two parts. She wanted one person in her life to see her as more than the annoying hanger-on. As far back as she could remember, she'd always wanted it to be Travis who listened to her, told her she was special, Right now, none of those hopes and dreams would be useful. Probably never would be. I want you to stop being a selfish asshole. Everyone is worried about you. My brother, my parents, the local doe-eyed groupies, spinning their wheels trying to figure out how to cheer you up. Maybe you just enjoy being the center of attention, whether it's negative or positive. His arms shot wide, bringing the t-shirt along for the ride. Penis. There he sat long and thick and crowned like a king. They didn't call him two bats for nothing. Ever since he'd been snapped by the paparazzi in a compromising position with the Swedish pop princess during his rookie year, the media had been fascinated with Travis, documenting his never-ending one-night stands and notable conquests. It Wasn't Me by Shaggy would play over the stadium loudspeakers when he got up to bat. Women would shriek all while Georgie watched from a cross-legged slump in front of the television back on Long Island. The player's player, the other home-run king, the backseat athlete. Gorgeous, even in his dishevelment, the cocky charm was nonetheless missing at this very moment. You think I enjoy this? Yeah, she shot back. I think you wanna stay in here forever because it means you don't have to try again. Working a loose-hipped swagger out of the room, she called back over her shoulder. I think you're a wussy man. I think you've been sitting in here crying to your highlight reels, wondering where it all went wrong. What a sad cliche. I'm going to talk to my brother about finding a cooler friend. Hold the fuck on, Travis thundered, following her out of the bedroom, just your average, everyday, gorgeously pissed-off athlete who was once a contender for rookie of the year. You're acting like I got laid off from just any job. I was a professional baseball player, Georgie. That was all my life was ever building to. There's nowhere to go from there but down. So here I am. Surprise knocked her back a step. Travis Ford was insecure enough to write himself off as a failure. She'd never known him to be anything but wildly confident, to a fault even. Her hesitation had caused him to back slowly toward the bedroom, though, so she shook off her sympathy and pressed on. Stay down, then. Become a pathetic has-been who tells the same bummer injury story every time he has more than two beers. She gestured to the apartment. You're halfway there. Don't quit now. It's been a month, Travis seethed. A month you could have used to make a new plan if you weren't a wussy man. She raised an eyebrow. Like I said. You're a kid. You don't understand. Oh, That was almost her knockout punch the oh-so-familiar words hitting Georgie's most sensitive target. If she hadn't grown up with Travis, she might have left and gone to lick her wounds. But this man had sat across from her at the kitchen table a 1,000 times, ruffled her hair, grabbed from the same bowl of popcorn during movies, and defended her from meanies. After all, Travis and Steven could torture her. But when it came to other people doing it, not a chance. If she hadn't spent her life in love with Travis Ford, she would consider him a brother. So she knew a strong, self-assured man was under this bearded freak's surface, and he needed someone to jab and punch until he was free. I just bought a house, my own house. I'm not a kid anymore, but even if I was, I'd have my shit together more than you do. And I'm a children's birthday party clown. Let that sink in. Georgie paused for a breath. Right now, everyone in town feels bad for you. They understand the loss. She poked him in the chest, right over his red and black baseball diamond tattoo. But in six months, a year, people will shake their heads and laugh when you walk down the street. Look at him now, he never recovered, what a waste. By the time Georgie finished, his chest shuddered up and down, muscles jumping on both sides of his jaw. Why did you come here? What do you care? I don't, she lied. I just came to see you for myself, because I couldn't believe it. The guy we all looked up to is a drunk slob. Now I know. Get out, Travis snarled, taking a step closer. I'm not going to say it again. Fine, I probably need to schedule a tetanus shot anyway. Georgie turned on a heel and sidestepped a pizza box on her way to the door. See you around, Travis. Probably on the last bar stool and grumpy Tom's muttering about your glory days. It was. His new, choppier tone stopped Georgie mid-stride. She looked back over her shoulder just in time to catch him swigging from a half-empty whiskey bottle. Going pro was my only way to be better than him, all right? I have no way to be better than him now. I'm nothing. I'm him. That is garbage, Travis Ford, she breathed, unable to speak above a whisper. You did it. You achieved what you set out to do circumstances screw everyone once in a while and they screwed you worst but you're only him if you lie down and play the victim she turned away before he could see the tears in her eyes you're better than this georgie left travis standing in the filth looking like he'd been struck by lightning and he hadn't seen the last of her either
1: so what did you think (laughs) That first chapter was so, like, I just, I I love that first chapter because it's just such a, like, introduction for Georgie, our heroine. Like, she's, I'm a heroine author. Like, I can't really root for a heroine unless I want to be her friend or if I like her. And that's just me. That doesn't necessarily have to go for everybody. But I love Georgie Castle. And uh, she's definitely just proves her her worth right off the bat in this chapter so and travis i promise you guys he's gonna uh he's gonna shine right up okay so if you guys liked the first chapter of fix her up you can go grab the audiobook i think if you already bought i'm not don't quote me on this i'll have to find out but i think if you already bought the ebook you can add the narration for like a like a less of a less of a cost so double check that and we'll be back on friday with more of me and mel and leah chatting about crazy bullshit again and uh (laughs) and we'll also play the final three chapters of find her bye again me i am ruling your world this week sorry uh but love you guys and i'll we'll have a great have a great rest of your tuesday bye
0: (laughs) read me romance read read me romance